I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! What we've got here is failure to communicate. I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. Let's go get sushi in the pay. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Hoo-ah! Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Furious Cinema Podcast. I'm Pete Roberts, and I'm here with my co-host, Sebastian Haselbeck, who's in Berlin, Germany. How you doing, Seth? Hi, everyone. I'm great. How's it going, How are you, Pete? Yeah, I'm doing good. We're back, and uh, we had a good first episode, and, you know, we, we have to thank everybody for listening. That was that went really well, and, uh, you know, we did a good job, I think, <laughs> for the first episode. We, You know, it was kind of, you know, we were kind of... We didn't know if the, the, the sound was going to be good or any of that type of stuff. And, you know, that type of thing. We picked a great topic for the first one. I yeah, think. that was I'm really, really happy with the, you know, almost like hundreds of folks have already listened to it. Yeah, so thanks. I, mean, I guess it's the topic wise. I mean, everybody loved that movie and they, they you know, they love the book and stuff. So the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood novel, we just had a great time. Like, you know, just, you know, and, you know you, you're also trying to like find the right things to discuss there's so much stuff in the book so you have to pick and choose like i was saying in the first episode is you have to you know we tried to hit a few good points on it and you know just express some of our thoughts on those things and and on this next episode we'll have more stuff to talk about about the new movie which is uh you know it's not the big 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 sleep it's not the big dollhouse it's not big bird cage it's not the big easy it's the big lebowski <laughs> <laughs> so we both have been fans of this movie for like you know a long time now so and you know I, I can't remember when i first saw it but it's really the definition of a cult classic because when it when it first came out it wasn't it didn't like do very well i guess for a while and then after like a few years it started to kind of a pick up a following people started watching it and you know they had like the midnight movie thing and then all of a sudden now it's like one of the biggest cult classics ever so they even have the Lebowski Fest and all that yeah, stuff. Lebowski Fest. That's just what, you know, I think it's, is it Louisville or something? Louisville, Kentucky, I think. I'm not sure. Something. Out of all places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is weird. You know, it's like a strange place to do that. But, um, you know, it, it's it's sort of like the uh, the Phantom of the Paradise for some reason up in, I think it's it, up in Canada. It, it had like a, it just it picked up a following there. Now it's like they have like a Phantom Palooza, I think, up there. But that's another movie. We'll have to talk about that some other time. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's such it's really the definition of a cult classic. And, uh, you know, there's so many reasons why we can talk about all that stuff. But would you say it's a sleeper hit? I'm not. I haven't yeah, looked at the box office numbers, hit. but it, that's really said, what it was. Yeah, it yeah. was a sleeper hit. It, it, it took a it, while. It came out and like no one really saw it, and then like you know after a few years, it like you know after a few. I don't know how long it took for it to build the build the cult following, but you know that's pretty much what it was. So, but uh, it, uh, it seems to me that they they made it when they were the the biggest biggest filmmakers in town or one of the biggest in town and they came yeah. off of a few really high profile ones I, like I think fargo. fargo yeah fargo yeah. i think they did right before this one and that was like a big hit i think i'm pretty sure it was a big hit i mean you know i love that that's one of my other favorites but but uh yeah it's 
and I guess, you know, it, it was, I, I actually kind of remember when it came out, it was like they expected it to be, you know, they expected another big type of Fargo hit. And then it just kind of didn't do anything. Everybody did because they didn't know what to make of it type thing. You know, and I think that happens a lot with those types of movies. Some, they just don't hit right. They kind of hit it, hit it at an angle. It's too offbeat. And, but then people, after a while, people started to pick up on the weird offbeat angles of it. And then that just made it even more of a, you know, what it is now, you know, all the little, the dialogue and the weird characters and, you know, so. It's also probably the studio didn't know what to make of it and how to market it. Yeah. Because it's, it's kind of a genre bender. It is. Um, it's like a as stoner. You said, it's like offbeat yeah. Yeah. comedy, but not a real comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's like a stoner comedy, you know, you know, private eye, you know, weird mix of everything. Like, you know, you know, so, you know, it has all that stuff and it's not tough. It's, it's tough to like put it in a one box, but that's what, what's what really what made it so great in the end, you know, all that weird stuff that we love about it. Yeah. And I think one thing that makes it absolutely a Cohen movie is, you know, one thing that they've kept going is kind of that film noir without doing yeah. an express film yeah. noir. Maybe right. the, the, what's, what's the one with the aliens, the, uh, the, the man who wasn't there that's like super oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Noir because it's yeah. also that's black probably and one white. of my least I've, i haven't seen that one as much as all the other ones i've seen it like i think i've seen that one once but i've seen like i've watched no country for old men about a thousand times i've watched B blood simple a hundred times i've watched you know uh what's another i don't know if there's another dark one in the you know fargo that's pretty dark in a way but you know they're all really funny too that's what's great about the coens they have that mix of like kind of dark it's like black comedy type stuff and i love that so in all their movies yeah that there it's a it's almost like um the big lebowski is yeah. you know it is kind of like one of those raymond chandler yeah, that's type where, things that's where it kidnapping comes from. and and that's and, where it and, comes from. and he yeah. ends up being kind of like yeah. a clumsy clueless right. i would say involuntary detective that's what it in, is in a way. and it's and it's also inspired by the long goodbye that that other philip marlowe you know the 70s version it's sort of like the dude is sort of like a He's sort of like coming from that, the Elliot Gould, Philip Marlowe, not the, you know, the uh, Humphrey Bogart guy. It's sort mm -hmm. of like a hazy, stoned out kind of 70s. But, it, you know, it's in the nine, early 90s, I think, in The Big Lebowski, I think. But, uh, you know, around the Iraq War, Saddam and all that type of stuff, who's referenced in the movie. We see him at the in the in that sequence that we, you know, that great sequence. <laughs> Butterballs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 I read and uh, of course I think it, most people know that uh, the dude is based on a, on a real character. But uh, yep. what what I didn't know was, and I just read up on that, is that uh, Walter's character is based uh, supposedly based on John Milius. That's right, John Milius, who wrote <laughs> the writer director who gave us Apocalypse Now and Dillinger and Big Wednesday. And I don't know if Big I guess Big Wednesday is connected to the Big Lebowski because of the surfing. So there's a little connection there. Yeah, the LA collection. I think they yeah. both take place in LA, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Big Wednesday takes place in like, I don't know if it's LA or it's around there. It's, you know, that that culture, the beach culture, same area. All the way up to Pismo. Yeah, yeah Pismo and you know, La Jolla, whatever, whatever those beaches are. All these places that Donnie surfed. Yeah, <laughs> poor Donnie. Donnie. Donald Karabatsis, whatever his name is. Theodore Donald Karabatsis. <laughs> you. I mean, he was just like, he totally just got like yelled at by Walter every single. That's so rude. Like, he's always like, shut the no, fuck up, Donnie. No, that was hilarious. But uh, yeah, that was, he's, that was a little funny character in there. 
but I think Steve Buscemi, I think, I think the first movie he was in was um, Barton Fink. I think, I think that was the first one, first Coen brothers movie or, or yeah, or no, it was a Miller's crossing. I think he has a little part in that. Then he showed up in Barton Fink. And then after that, I think he was in um, then Fargo, I think, but then in this movie, but he's, he's always like a good character in these movies. Yeah, I think the early 90s was really his breakout. I mean, yeah, that was that also was like 92 was Reservoir Dogs. Right. Yeah. He was he's he's always been in those good little independent movies back then. And then that movie In the Soup that I don't know if you've seen that one. That's a good I haven't one. seen that one. No. Yeah, that's an Alexander Rockwell movie. But he was, ah, okay. he's been in so many so many of those movies and he's always good in them, too. But but that, and then uh I think uh, John Goodman, I think the first movie he did with them was the Ra- was Raising Arizona. We love that movie. That's a hilarious movie. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's probably one. I'm not sure if it's the only one, but it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's an actual comedy. Well, most of yeah. their movies are comedic, but they're not actual comedies. Right. Like they, they're always like sort of like genre films, like crime genre films and stuff. But they have like that, that hilarious comedy like in them but they're not like straight up comedies usually. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly. But was there, would you say, would you say that this one's a musical? I I always tell people that I think the Vic Lebowski is a musical and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, for. (laughs) I mean, it has that, you know, I think my favorite sequence in the whole movie, I was watching it last night just to refresh myself and the gutter balls, that sequence where like he passes out and, you know, the drug and he has that, like, you know, the dream thing. I I think, I think that's one of my, that's probably my favorite sequence in the whole film. I just love like the Busby Berkeley dance number and, you know, the, all the weird references. And you know how, yeah, you know how you were talking about earlier, you were saying like, before we, we, we started recording, you were talking about how there's like little connections from one phrase, like, you know, he'll, he'll hear a phrase like, you know, uh, this aggression will not stand. He'll hear George du- George Bush on the TV saying that. Then he'll use that phrase later on himself, like when he's talking to the big Lebowski or something. Well, I was watching the gutter ball sequence and they had the member, uh, you know, the the three guys, Uli and his his pals, the German, uh, were they German? I think the nihilists, they were nihilists, man. Yeah, the, the nihilists. <laughs> when they when he's in that, they say believes in nothing, Lebowski. Yeah. <laughs> we want the money, Lebowski. But, you know, and then they're, they're chasing him in those red tight suits with the scissors, mm-hmm. you know, that part, like in, you know, the gutter ball sequence. Well, if you, if you watch the movie, if when he's at Maud's place, there's some of her art is on the wall and you'll see big scissors on the wall. And it's like red, I think, in the background. Yeah, that's where it's like all connected, like all, like all the stuff he saw as he was like walking around. He he had that in the dream, too. It's just really all those little details you, you pick up, like it's just cool stuff like that. And he's in, in a way, his he's a sponge like that. He soaks yeah. all that stuff up and he uses and, and it and brings them up later. Yeah, and right. sometimes it's and, and I think that's what makes the script so great because it's this kind of love for detail. And right. sometimes it's just seconds apart. Like yeah. he, he learns that you know coitus uh, is uh, <laughs> sexual intercourse, right. and uh, it seems like in <laughs> one minute he didn't even know what it was. In the yeah, next one, he says, "You mean coitus?" Yeah, yeah that's right. That was hilarious. <laughs> And as you said, there's there's visual cues as well. There's the, yeah. the there's a dialogue cues, and then there's the visual cues. Like, right. uh, of course, early on, you know that there's a close up of um, Bunny um, um, pinning her toenails, yeah. and then later you have the toe, <laughs> <laughs> the toe that gets cut off one. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I could get you a turbo hey, you know five with no polish. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. Did you know the girl? The girl that plays Uli's, you know, the girl, the girl that's with the the three nihilists. That's Amy Mann. That's a, that the you ever hear the song uh, "Voices Carry" by Till Tuesday? You know that song, that no. '80s song. I don't know if you've ever heard that. That's that's. that's I didn't her. even know that was her until like years later. But that's really <laughs> a funny little detail. So there's all types of little details in the movie like that. But but to get back to the musical yeah. thing, I mean, yeah. uh, obviously that's yeah. me joking because I don't yeah. I don't. It's obviously not a musical. No, uh, but it has a little. And I'm little... obviously not a golfer, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in a way, I would say that personally, you know, I hate musicals as much as yeah. the dude probably hates the fucking Eagles, man. Yeah, I, but I, agree. I like those those musical numbers because yeah. they are a really creative way where other filmmakers would have like a f clumsy flashback or right. something. It's, it, 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 they it just go all out yeah. and, and be like super creative. Like what the hell is a this? dance number? And I love how, how it just like comes stuff like that comes out of nowhere. Like he'll just pass out and then like all of a sudden it'll, it'll start up and he's like, you know, into this dance number and you're like, where the, where the hell did this come from? And it's it, like it you mix a one hell of a Caucasian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mix J Jackie Treehorn's Caucasian was a little bit too strong for the duder, but you know, yeah. but uh, you know, <laughs> or Duderino or his students or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, you know, it's it those uh, that's that's why the sequence come like that sequence especially just it's just so like it kind of like refreshes you like when you're watching the movie, you know what I mean? Then you're like back to like normal again, but it just it makes it like just a fun little little segment you know outside segment like of the film i love that and, and i think that the music's always been at least for me personally always been one of the main attractions uh, yeah, uh, of the movie song. not just the the musical um episodes but just the, the soundtrack in general and i'm not sure if that's ever changed but the official soundtrack never had credence clearwater on it oh it didn't okay i think it's I like a rights I, issue it, or something it must have been some like little rights thing that they did they couldn't use it on the soundtrack sometimes that happens with you know soundtracks they'll they'll use some of the stuff and then other stuff they can't put on there on the official soundtrack but in the movie they can use it but so the music's the music's one of the things that i really love but the, yeah. one of the things that i'm not sure whether i'm the biggest fan of is the voiceover I mean, obviously, oh, I like Sam Elliott yeah, and yeah, everything, yeah. but the voiceover, I mean, it's almost like they did it because they know it would be a cliche. A cl yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it kind of it does sort of tie the movie together to use the <laughs> use the dude's phrasing. But and the you know, I, mean, of it, I like I mean, I just yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it would I guess they could do it without it, but. But I mean, I think the the beginning, it, you know, the beginning uh, voiceover they pro would probably need. But I don't know if they would need the him to actually show up in the movie and stuff. But that's what makes it kind of like interesting having those little weird things. But I mean, you know, the voiceover, I, I kind of do like the beginning voiceover when he kind of explains like who the dude is and like you know what what the story's about and that type of thing. Yeah, he, you know? he, yeah. he describes <laughs> how he's a very lazy man, and because yeah. he's in the LA, he puts him up high and running yeah. among yeah. laziest worldwide. Right. And, you know, I was wondering, like, where, like, we're talking about the characters. I was wondering where the dude and Walter met, like, where they originally met. 
was it on the bowling team or was or were they like surfing buddies from like that's way back? an interesting question because yeah. in a way like they're extremely unlikely friends yes, if you look at it like he's a a, more like a hippie he was a he was a political activist yeah, the, uh, the that's Seattle what we learn yeah the and, and, and walter is more like a neo reaganite he's like right. a, a vietnam right guy yeah and they're, like they're absolutely like if, if they weren't bowling together, they wouldn't be friends, probably. Right. I mean, right. not in this time of day. Uh, right. Of, that's what's uh, so weird. That's but that's what makes the, 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 the movie so interesting to have those two different opposite personalities. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yet they can still get along and be like good buddies and stuff, which which is really cool. I love that. It's also, I mean, from today's perspective, that's a nice, uh, nice, yeah, it is. <laughs> nice it's way to nice. look at the, uh, yeah. at society. But, uh, still get along, you know, yeah. Uh, it has kind of it has i think it has its funny sides where you know we, yeah. we laugh at walter you know shutting donnie up and stuff but it's right. it's it's also kind of a serious i mean he walter obviously I mean, he might be suffering from ptsd or whatever <laughs> yeah uh, he's always and, referencing and, vietnam and every single every single situation it has nothing to do with vietnam but he'll reference it for some reason whatever right. He's, he's obsessed with that for some reason. You know, of course, he, like you said, he probably has PTSD. So he's this still- isn't Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. No. <laughs> and and uh, one one thing I wanted to I wanted to um uh, wanted to read to you because I, yeah. when I was uh, after after I watched it yesterday, I, yeah. I, I dug up some articles and I think we, yeah. I'll I'll put those in the show notes. But I, I like yeah. this one particularly. Okay. Because um, I've always struggled explaining to people who haven't seen the movie or maybe if only seen it once like decades ago and are not big like cineasts or whatever right what the movie's about and i found this quote and while it's not like the best way to describe the movie i thought it was really spot on let me let me um let me read that to you okay um so it's from the atlantic uh it's uh someone wrote it on the on a 30-year anniversary a couple of years ago so they write, the dude, having had his precious rock peed on by thugs who mistook him for a different wealthy, i.e. Big Lebowski, played by David Huddleston, decides to visit the latter for compensation and soon find, finds himself in the midst of a convoluted kidnapping plot that may or may not be genuine. Indeed, by the end of the film, it's revealed that almost nothing that's taken place has been genuine. The kidnapping was phony. The ransom bag that the dude and Walter dropped was phony. They threw out a ringer for a ringer. We know that. Dirty <laughs> and undies. The real, and yeah, the, the, the whites. <laughs> the soiled <And> even, whites. <laughs> uh, and even the real ransom bag that they planned but failed to keep was phony. <laughs> I think if, if I look back, after I've read the summary, if I look back at the movie, that's exactly what's going on. Like well, the, see, They the turned thing- this whole like film noir thing on its head because even though he he manages to solve the puzzle sort of in the end it's never been like a real thing like it's always he's always been chasing his tail kind of and another thing about this movie is the reason i love it i mean you probably feel the same way the reason i love it it's not because of the plot it's because of the characters and like those little scenes and all the scenes it's not you know what i mean it's not if the I'm not watching it because the plot is so intriguing to me, I'm watching it just to hang out with Walter and the dude and, and, and Donnie and like, you know, and just meet all these weird characters and stuff like that. That's that's why I revisit the movie. It's not because of like, you know, the plot is so interesting and, and crazy and complex or anything. Yeah, that's well, really no, that's just yeah. like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could say so. 
<laughs> but I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, but you, I don't know how you feel. I mean, do you like it because of the plot or I mean, I like it because it just it's just really funny. And I like just hanging out with the characters in the bowling alley and like, you know, on their little adventures going, you know, the plot is, of course, a little bit in there. But, you know, and then Brant, like, you know, seeing him show up like Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's like doing that weird laugh all the time. And it's just he's I, amazing I, in this, isn't he? He's just so like, you know that character you created is just hilarious. It's just, and despite all this, seriousness, he's still the one that, that yeah. sticks to him, to calling him the dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is our concern, dude. You know, just, the, 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 <laughs> no, it had not occurred to us, dude. Yeah. Please don't touch that. And he's touching like the little, the little plaque and keep saying that and he goes, and he makes that weird, he makes that weird, like wince thing. He goes, Ooh, like when he touches it, it's just so weird. It's so funny. Yeah. Weird. But, uh, no, I mean, I, but you're, actually, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's, the, yeah. the story is one thing, but the story it's isn't much of a like, story. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, it, I like how it's how it's going from like little episodes to, right, to right. little episodes without having that's an what I'm talking. That's what I'm getting structure, at. Though. Yeah. But it's like because like what I'm trying, what I'm I could to clarify it. It's like if this, if like the the you know the whole ringer thing, you know the whole you know, ransom thing, if that was like sort of something else, would we even care? We'd still like want to hang out with these guys and like, you know, watch them like bicker and, you know, meet all these weird characters. It's not so much about, you know, if they're going to solve the mystery or anything, it's more of like just going on the adventure with them. You know what I mean? To all these different places. And, you know, that's what I feel. Yeah, like. And, and, you know and, and I mean? as, so, a, as a viewer, you can have yeah. like your, your favorite kind of yeah. um it's not an episode it's more like an adventure where yeah, right it they, adventure. they go through different stations like you could be a fan of uh, the, uh this is what happens larry that was that could be like your favorite part of the movie that's and one of my favorite not, parts like, though it's not like a it's not yeah. important for the story that's the funny thing and then there's another like you were we were talking about like how the like the weird things connect from like one scene to another now in that scene, they go to uh, uh, what's his name, Sir Arthur Digby Sellers, and he's the cre <laughs> the creator of branded TV show, who's who actually wasn't the real creator of the show. It was Larry Cohen, who we all we all know as the the director of Q, the Winged Serpent, and Black Caesar. That's the guy right. that really created branded. But right. anyway, so they go to Larry Larry Sellers' house, and they're like, you know, talking about exactly you know, is this your home? <laughs> is this your homework? larry and stuff like that and then, this is your homework larry yeah i mean that's one of my most favorite scenes it's just so funny the way they and the kids just the kid doesn't say anything he just sits there and stares at him the whole time but in in the, in the whole the, the hilarious part of that part is when he goes outside and he starts smashing up the the brand new corvette and then that fat guy runs out of nowhere and like starts yelling at him he goes i'm gonna kill your car man here you go larry you see what happens you see what happens, Larry? You see what happens? This is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass, Larry. This is what happens, Larry. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass? This is what happens. You see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? Do you see what happens, Larry, when you fuck a stranger in the ass? What happens, Larry? This is what happens, Larry. What happens, Larry? What happens when you fuck a stranger? What the fuck are you doing, man? Stop it! I just bought that fucking car last week. I just bought that fucking car last week. 
Come on, man. I'll kill you, fucking god. Come on. No, fuck hey, you. hey, that's not his head. Ah! Oh, god damn it. Oh, oh, fuck no, you. No. You like that? Fuck you. No. Ah, oh, I'll kill you, oh, fucking god. Oh, He said smashing the dude's car and like, you know, to get back at him. I just that whole part is just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. And in the end, it's the, the nihilists who finally destroy his car. It's just hilarious. And it's, but doesn't he also like in that uh, after he's um, after he gets kicked out by the sheriff of Malibu, who's a yeah, real yeah. reactionary Deadbeat, and a fascist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, doesn't he sing the branded? Like, yeah, opening? that's what that's Sorry? what that's, that's what I was going. That's what, what I was going to connect to. So he goes to the brand and then like he's he's he has that like weird you know that he drinks that drink from jackie treehorn the, the loaded caucasian and then he's like he, he's thinking in his he's like kind of singing the branded theme as he's like running or running you know getting picked up by the cops and stuff so that was a little connection to that i thought that was funny like yeah and we find out that he, he doesn't like the eagles man yeah <laughs> that was funny too which is funny because the cab driver is like get out of my fucking cab <laughs> this is my fucking cab <laughs> And, and and the other part, the, the other thing that that's kind of interesting is um, uh, if you think of it, the the, the musical numbers they are one kind of um, shift between um, I don't call it storytelling devices or whatever. But yeah. then there's, uh, for example, there's that uh, that little porn with Carl Hungus. Oh yeah, Log <laughs> that's <also> hilarious. Log <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I love that little that little skit. I mean, that's like that's another little detail in there. Like, you know, they put all these little, you know, little porn movie things like log jamming with, you know, uh, Uli and uh, Bunny and stuff. Or yeah, Carl and, Hungus. And, yeah. Carl Hungus Carl. is name. <laughs> such a great name. <laughs> and Bunny LaJoya, I think, was her name. But uh, and then I, I also love the little reference to um, was it Kraftwerk? Auto, Autobahn was named out, like kind of like patterned after. Yeah, yeah, nail, nail, nail bed or whatever. Yeah, it was like nagel bed, and uh, yeah. it's nail bed in German. Yeah, it's hilarious. I mean, it's just all these little details like that. It's just and, and, and what what makes it what makes some of the details great, I think. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if maybe there's more to them or not. But um, yeah. I, I've always I've always thought that what makes the level of detail of the movie great is that there's so much detail and it's not important that that they they don't mean much but right. also you don't have to know anything about it's them. sort like, of like quentin stuff like you don't have to know you know what i mean all oh, the stuff yeah. to enjoy it but if yeah, you do I, that just makes it like more kind of like real yeah. fun Almost. So I've, I've, I've always wondered what, you know, what's the point of that Knox Harrington guy and they're getting a call from Sandra at the Biennale. I don't, yeah. I don't think it means <laughs> it, shit, it doesn't, it doesn't mean honest. anything. It's just like, there's just, they just add like little weird little, little things in there to fill in. Like, it's sort of like little filler, like to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, just to have it, it in a, there. It gives us a great a weird, picture another weird of the world of yeah. Maud Lebowski. You know? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really have anything. That's see. That's what I'm getting at with the plot stuff. It doesn't really mat. It doesn't matter. You're just like kind of sitting there going, "Who is this?" Per like you're like the dude. Who the hell is this guy? Like you know, he's just he says that in the movie. 
So it's like the, he's almost like us, like as the <laughs> so audience saying, that guy? <laughs> yeah, it's like, who the hell is this guy? And he keeps laughing and giggling and stuff. And he, he <laughs> asks that question while he's in the room. I like that yeah, he's especially. Like, who the hell is this? Who are you? And he goes, what do you do? Or something like that. <laughs> but but I think that that's a great point that you touched on because yeah. uh, we, we we watch the movie more or less from the dude's perspective. Yeah, we're kind of unaware. More, more than the like Philip Marlowe, he's like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it, that's I guess there's that's there's another aspect of that too. You know what I mean? He's just kind of like fall down the rabbit hole and he just he's like kind of half high through the whole movie, drinking his Caucasians and smoking his J's. And, you know, he doesn't really know what's going on. He's kind of just running, you know, and then Maude tells him to go to the doctor to get checked out. And he's like, what the hell is that about? Why don't get, I just get hit. He's a face. good man. I'm thorough. Yeah. It's like, she says it and, and he's like, we don't really, and then we kind of like get a little idea of like what's going on. And then they, she goes to her house and they have sex. And then she's like, kind of like doing that thing to get pregnant in the bed. And he's like, what's good. What are you doing? I just thought that was all these weird little funny things that they do. Yes. Let me tell you something about the dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at least his house no. broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pete on the rug. That rug, that rug really tied the room together. Did it not? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Well done. <laughs> yeah. I love that. But I mean, you know, there's so much stuff in this movie. It's just, you know, and then, uh, you know, the big Lebowski himself, he's a, he he lost his legs in Korea. Some Chinamen took them from him. But he but the was, Chinaman's he was not still the issue able to here. achieve anyways. <laughs> yeah, the achieving it, that, that's also one of the things that keeps coming up. Yeah. Because you were unable to achieve. <laughs> the little Lebowski urban achievers, too. We can't forget them. Yeah. Proud of all proud of them of all we are. Or what is it? <laughs> yeah. no, uh, and, and, and of course the um the gold bricking that that comes up yeah. earlier and then later. I love all, like that's like, that's another thing I love about the movies. All the, the little the weird lines that they throw in, like you know, like the bums will always lose, and you know, gold <laughs> brickers, and you know, what some some other stuff they say, you know, yeah. Shomer Shabbos, and you know, Shomer we're Shabbos. recording on Shabbos right now. I didn't watch my bodies die face down <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> the Viet, constant Vietnam references, and you know, the credence. That's another thing that the credence, up. yeah, or or when Donnie, one of my favorite Donnie goes. Little, one of my favorite little parts is when he goes to pick up his car after after he gets it back from you know where where it got stolen and, he, and the and he goes do you got any leads and the guy goes yeah we got the we got the whole place working in shifts leads and he starts like laughing I don't know I just those little lines like make me laugh but yeah. even earlier one of the cop uh, who's like it was like t uh, he's taking notes of of the theft and, and yeah. he goes like yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't have much hope for for yeah. any of the stuff or the credence yeah I know. Someone, <laughs> someone took a dump in the car or something. What it, no, but, but also, I think um, what what makes the movie so yeah. um, so, so much yeah. a, a, a rewatchable because yeah. obviously it takes a lot of watching to notice all these things that we've right. just That's touched another on. Thing. But also, what makes it so um, uh, so multifaceted, I, yeah, and, multifaceted and so deep is all these yeah. little things. Yeah. Like Donnie's saying, who's in pajamas? Yeah, or he says, As I'm the said, walrus. It, 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 I'm the walrus. Yeah, he keeps I'm saying. I'm the walrus. It's just... I, Olivich, Lennon, <laughs> Olivich, whatever. Or he's, he's talking about Lennon, but he thinks it's John Lennon. It's the other, the other Lennon. <laughs> yeah. but, and as you said, it doesn't mean anything to the story. And no. it doesn't really... It doesn't even tell us anything about Donnie either, to be honest. But right. it it gives us this kind of weird 
plastic three-dimensional impression yeah. of of this kind of three people friendship uh, relationship dynamic, they have. dynamic between them yeah, yeah yeah it's a dynamic and and Yep. And, and and these things keep popping up and they're really small things and they're kind of blink and you miss them. And then there's like the other little like stuff like where that guy is like following the dude around and he doesn't know who the hell the guy is. It, it was Defino or something like that. You know, the Defino, John, yeah. John Polito. And he's just like, you know, there's you don't know what the hell is going on. You you feel like the dude like you don't know what the hell is this person is. I thought it was actually Maude following him around, but it was some other guy. It was the guy, which is weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, and at some point he, at the very end he finds leave out my special lady friend alone <laughs> a special lady friend she's not special she's, she's just my lady friend and then a, i'm just helping her conceive but then uh, a second later he also he, he calls her the special lady friend special uh, himself freaking uh, crazy she's a wacky character too doing her paintings with a with that weird like you know on the 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 uh cable thing flying around that was weird too yeah, and, and that's, I think that was I think that was inspired like, by Yoko Ono or something like that. That character, yeah, maybe. Like, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, but also, I think that goes her. a little goes a little toward that Alice in Wonderland because all the things yeah. he he encounters are not just strange to him because he's obviously an unemployed and he lives <laughs> in a different part of town or whatever. Yeah. But all the Cultural things that he all yeah. the things that he encounters are really strange they're just really like, weird people it's not it's, it's, <laughs> for example weird people too and he's it's not like he's going to like a regular beach party no it's no, a jackie, jackie tree beach party. party and they're and like, like huge trampolines and naked yeah, ladies and bonfires and yeah it, and i love that part how that plays out how it's like it almost looks like a like a um like a native like a native um you know gathering or something like a you know what i'm trying to say like a, um you know like a uh like a you know like old fashioned like indian not indian but like sort of like a warrior thing going on it's just with the music that oh like you know it's just yeah, exactly. so weird the way that's and what then, i love about the movie those little those little weird details like it's almost like kind of trippy like when you watch it and also the jackie treehorn thing that's the that's i'm not i don't want to say the only scene but one of the few scenes where i'm thinking that the set design is also really awesome the, uh, because the the Chucky Treehorn's place is yeah, that's amazing. I loved like the background. It was sort of like it was like the water was kind of like reflecting off the off the roof and stuff. I just thought that was really neat. That yeah, it has like part. a 60s vibe going with that lounge music. Yeah, it was <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. And then he has that that Caucasian that's like, I don't know what the hell was in it, some heavy drug or something. And then he passes out and careful man there's a beverage but here. ben gazara he's 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 like a, such a he's such a great actor that guy oh, i love him he was in yeah and he's so, so under underrated or at yeah, least overlooked really... i think from the main there is a connection in a lot of things there is a connection to another movie that we love roadhouse he was in that movie with sam elliott who's also in this movie as the stranger <laughs> he was the he was yeah. wasn't he the villain in yeah uh, he was in the villain he was the villain uh, in roadhouse and sam elliott was the yep. uh, was... senior bouncer right yep that's in that yep that's what it was that's what, I love right. that movie too. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. But, so, um, have have you, have you seen that uh, the kind of pseudo sequel with? Uh, yeah, I heard Jesus? about that, but I didn't. Was it called the Jesus? What's it called? The Jesus Rolls or something? I can't. Uh, I have to say, um, 
it would nobody has to watch that it's not worth your time yeah but i thought it was <laughs> don't watch that... it please don't watch it it's like anti-promotion <laughs> please do well, not watch that movie yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't I, say that I, I, I hated it or anything because I would I would be far oh, from did the you, truth. Did you I, see I it? Watched it? Yeah, you, you you saw that movie. And I have to say, <laughs> it was it was okay. cute. Yeah, cute in its own yeah. way, sort yeah. of. Right. But you have to you have to purposely ignore the fact that it has any relation to the Big Lebowski because it yeah. really doesn't. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just it imagines character. kind of a different scenario of Jesus Quintana getting yeah. out of prison and then. Yeah, uh, I just felt like out of all the characters I could do a spinoff with, why would you why would you pick Jesus? He's like the most. Ugh, yeah, and nobody fucks guy. with the Jesus. The scumbag guy. <laughs> the movie, you know what I mean? He was going to fuck you Saturday. <laughs> He's going to fuck you Wednesday instead. <laughs> I mean, he's just, I don't know, just very re- repellent, that guy. But uh, but I love the you know the licking of the ball and stuff and all that the little dance and stuff. I love that it's hilarious. Yeah, what's what's his uh, what's his um, team partner's name? O'Brien um, or something like that. I think O'Brien. Yeah, he's doing the little belly dance. <laughs> you know, and I love when they do the thing with their 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 uh, uh, shining the balls with that weird rag thing. And I was just that was funny. <laughs> the little the little shot. They're like, what the fuck. <laughs> and, and and bowling is sort of it's an interesting thing how it, how it's kind of like the constant or the yeah. maybe the the yeah. thread that goes through the movie. Yeah, I and, love that. That's an awesome. That's an awesome point. Yeah, I just love like how they kind of use the bowling. They they're always saying "fuck it, let's go 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 bowling" and stuff. And you know they just, exactly. just and, and it's and, a nice and, backdrop for the for the you know what I mean to like kind of do the scenes in and stuff. That's you know there's the action going on, and then I love like the 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 look of the the, the bowling alley with like that kind of retro you know the stars and all that type i don't know i just love all that little stuff it's, it's almost like when they're bowling the world's okay yeah uh, right. until they that one time that when donnie misses this uh, uh, miss, uh like uh, and then you know something's it's, gonna go sideways it's sort of their escape to go to the bowling alley you know when things are going bad if you're having a bad day let's go bowling and you know smoke a J and you know <laughs> hit, hit a few yeah, but strikes it's also, and, you know. but it's also like I don't want to get too philosophical, but it's also in a way that the real life is encroaching on 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 what bowling stands for. Because for them, you know, bowling is kind of the the ideal societal Last thing yeah. where their, everybody everybody comes together and there's no politics in the bowling alley. Except, and when, except no, when Walter's there, he has some. Except when he Walter pulls a piece on the lane. He'll pull, a, he'll pull his friggin' piece out on the lane and. Even even poor Smokey. Smokey's always Smokey's just a quiet, nice guy. You know, he's he's fragile, and he, and Walter's yelling at him, and he's yeah, pulling and the piece and in his putting his gun in his face, and exactly like ideally, like when when they're bowling, the only only um, competition or the only conflict that's going on is part of the tournament, right? But then there's True. two things happening. Uh, one um, is that uh, the nihilists are outside when they go outside. Yeah. And then we already know that because we know that Don Donnie is a really good uh, bowler yeah. and he yes. always hits the strikes. And then there's this one moment where a pin's left on the lane and you, you're as, as a viewer, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Something's going to go down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then poor Donnie, he like, you know, when he has that heart attack oh, that was sad. Man down. Yeah. Yeah. She was shot. There were no shots fired. <laughs> that was funny. Your phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Donnie. Donnie. <laughs>
and uh, because you, because we, we we touched earlier on the, on the Walter uh, dude's um, uh, relationship, and yep. Yep. what what also like watching it yesterday after yep. I want to say a couple of years, it puzzled yep. me how not only are they a very unlikely friendship, but yep. also they're mm, I don't want to say that they're fighting, but they also are kind of bickering two big brothers that you know yeah. occasionally talk really frank with each other he goes like sooner or later you have to face the fact that you're We're a moron <laughs> yeah right yeah i mean it's but true. also like they they're adults they have to go to the funeral place and you know scatter donnie's ashes and i think, and I think like that's that. a really interesting of like friendship dynamic even though they're like total pretty much total opposites they still have that connection together which is interesting it's just you know what i mean it's like you don't know why they stick mm. together but they do for some reason it's just i don't know it's also some kind of reliance because for example the dude you know when he loses the car he needs yeah. walter to pick him up right and walter who's a fucking moron yeah. <laughs> to use the parents of their time security he's, he, yeah yeah he's, he's like a security company because obviously yeah. so but also he he thinks he's jewish because his ex is jewish or whatever <laughs> that was funny yeah is, is what was it cynthia cynthia her name was cynthia, yeah. yeah and he's, he's carrying just, around that little pomeranian yeah that was funny he's a show dog he's got fucking papers <laughs> he can't board it it's hair's gonna fall out it's <laughs> hair it's gonna fall out and I think uh, the dude was was inspired by Jeff Dowd. I think he was like, yeah, that we were talking about that earlier. He was like, a, like, I think he's like a, a producer or something now, but he was, I don't know what he did back in the old days, but he was like, they must, have, they must have known him or something. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's also one of those who sometimes gets invited to the Lebowski Fest. Yeah. And he's, there was like a few different people that inspired the dude. It was like the Jeff Dowd. And then there was some other guy, I think, too. And then I, and then Walter was inspired by like a couple different people, John Milius and like some other guy, like that 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 they knew or something like that. And and, I, think and Donnie I think, was I think the whole Larry Sellers bit. I think that yeah. from what that, I've that read, did happen. That did happen, and it was yeah, they, one of their friends they caught someone because they left their yeah. homework in the car. Yeah, that was funny. I mean, it's <laughs> is this your homework, Larry? I love that sequence. That whole sequence is just one of my favorite parts of the movie. I don't know. I just love it. We're a bit, you know, um, we're we're big fans sir and the guy's like in an iron lung and he can't even like hear him or anything <laughs> and, he, and she goes without blinking eyes she goes he, he doesn't write anymore he, he he's got health health problems <laughs> <He's> got, <laughs> and we're like oh really <laughs> that was hilarious but uh, uh, yeah. the other thing that 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 kind of makes the big lebowski yeah. so special is that yeah. for generations of people the dude is who jeff bridges is yeah, that's true too. Because, and, like, you know, it, he's... it was only up until that point, I think, before the big Lebowski, Jeff Bridges, for a lot of generations, he was always kind of the young, uh, I'll say, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot or whatever, yeah, the young, I, mean, I don't know what he boy did. actor. And then he, yeah. he you know, he, he still had a great career after the yeah. 70s. Yeah, he but did. It wasn't until the big Lebowski when people really, really looked at his career I guess. really you know yeah. reevaluated kind career. of a character yeah. with 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 who he is because know? i mean he's been acting since like the early 70s pretty much probably like even before that but i mean you know throughout the 70s he was in tons of movies and in the 80s he was in a lot of movies but you know that that i think that kind of that character just kind of like um 
it kind of touched on all the good things about him as an actor. It kind of, you know what I mean? Like he sort of was like the dude to begin with, you know what I mean? Back when, when he was younger, like if you watch the movie King Kong, he actually kind of looks like the dude in that movie, not the <laughs> same type of character, but he is, he actually is sort of like a hip, hippie ish type character in that movie. But it's yeah. just, you know, I think, I think that the dude character just was one of those things where everything came together and it just, you know, it just worked. It just, it highlighted like all the best aspects of his acting and, you know, his, his kind of like, you know, character in the Hollywood, you know, pantheon of actors and stuff like that. What are, what are some of your favorites from, from his like pre pre big Lebowski? Yeah, I have, I, I really like this film called bad company. It's a, it's a, from 1972. I think it was directed by Robert Benton. September 30th, 1863. A plans have changed somewhat. I have fallen in with some rough types, but it seems to be the only way to get to the West where I can find my fortune and make my parents proud. I resolve never to do a dishonest act or take part in any thieving, robbing, or false undertaking. I will always keep to the straight and narrow, so help me God. Wait! God damn, I feel like I'm running barefoot and horse. Get on! Yes, sir, we're gonna have some high old times. Living off the land, hunting and fishing. That's a racket, you know, living off the land. Starving, Jake. Nobody's gonna turn starving boys away. Besides, there's always some kind of work that needs to be done around a farm. Chores? I ain't doing no chores. If you're gonna pull a gun on somebody, you better fire it about a half a second after you do it. Because most men ain't as patient as I am. Ten dollars for the lot of you. What do you say? It's your last chance to get one thing. You make that eight dollars, you're on, honey. Oh, you can cut that down a bit, Jake. I ain't interested. God almighty. He's saving it for his wedding day, I bet. Ah, oh, honey, don't do that. You just don't get it, do you? All right, look, I made myself a promise about staying on the good side of life. Now, is that all right with you, Jake? You really do come from good stock, don't you? <laughs> well, where I come from, there's some real good women, Jake. They do it just the same as the other kind. I ain't got no money, you know that. Well, then you lose, don't you? Spend it on whores. I want to see a man drop for every shot. Best of friends and the worst of enemies. Bad Company from Paramount Pictures.
mm-hmm. it's a Western, like an acid Western. It was sort of like one of those movies where like, you know, it kind of like was commenting on the counterculture, like their attitudes towards like, you know, the isn't, isn't that the one where he's wearing kind of like a melon hat? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. Like a, like a bowler okay. type hat, like, you know, mm-hmm. but it was a it's very one, good, one, like, of the, one of those I haven't seen yet. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite Westerns of like the early 70s. And he's like, you know, he 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 leads like a gang of like teenagers, like across like, you know, the the, the West. And they're trying to get like, you know, change their lives. Like I think it's right during the Civil War era. So it's like they're it's right in that time. And there and then there's a nut, there's a fun uh, connection to the Big Lebowski because Dave, the Big Lebowski himself is in the movie. And he, and he plays like the big bad guy in the movie, which is kind of cool. So that's like a nice connection to the Big Lebowski. Oh, like David Huddleston. Yeah, David Huddleston. Oh, interesting. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think you'd like with that. With or without his legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has his <laughs> legs and he actually he's actually really good in the movie. He's like a real good like gunfighter. So, so he's an achiever. Yeah, he's a, he's <laughs> he's a, definitely a, an achiever in that movie with his legs, <laughs> complete with legs. That's brilliant. And, uh, I'm trying to think of this some other, you know, there's a lot of I love Thunderbolt Lightfoot of course, you know, that's another Oh man, that's one of my favorites, yeah. Um, Last American so Hero, got to mention that one. You know, the race car movie. Love that mm-hmm. one. Um, I do like the King Kong film. A lot of people don't, you know, it's like as far as King Kong goes after the original one from the 30s, that's the, my favorite one. I don't really like the Peter Jackson one very much. I think the CGI was freaking terrible in that movie. I've always said that for years, but that's another I won't go into all that on this show. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> being, Jeff Bridges show. has been in tons of good movies that I like, so. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of what's some other ones that I like. Um, I, I really like Last oh, I have to, Show. I have to say A Cutter's Way. That's another one I love with Jeff. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a mm-hmm. really good, like, neo-noir. And uh, what, what are a few that you like? Well, um, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot is yeah. obviously one yeah. of my big yeah. favorites, I want to yeah. save. Let each of us study to approve ourselves. piercing shells at exactly 10 30 goody you're gonna drop lightfoot off in the alley behind the liberty lounge the window's already been fixed so you can just climb right in there and change your clothes at 11 30 you get in the telegraph office and you got to get in there before 11 35 because that's when the alarm goes off you just keep quiet and nobody gets hurt understand thunderbolt and lightfoot that sounds like something doesn't it earlier and last picture yeah last picture show it's a good one too yeah and i want to say that i like a lot of movies just because he's in it yeah Uh, which is which is i think a terrible thing to say because you know (laughs) obviously but jeff is always great (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, watch that. What's that bullshit? That rest in peace department. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that one. I didn't. I just. I don't know. I just don't. Really... It's really just him being the dude, and it's like a man in black kind of clone, whatever. I don't know. I didn't really want to watch that one. I think I saw. No, but I watched it because of him, and it was he's, great. It was. It was not horrible because of him. <laughs> yeah, and I watched. I think the last like newer one I watched with him was Crazy Heart. You know that one where he yeah. plays like the the country singer or something. And it, it, it's probably one of his most personal. Yeah, movies of recent times. I Crazy say. Heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's because he did. Didn't he like? He sang all his own music and stuff. And, and I think so. Yeah. I think the guy that did the Big Lebowski sound soundtrack did was the you know the sound person for this one for that one. Crazy oh, okay. Heart. Yeah, T Bone Burnett. I think it was. I, think. I thought it was Carter Burn. Well, yeah, but I think T Bone Burnett was was connected to Big Lebowski too, wasn't he? Or am I mixed up? I don't know. I think I'm Could right. Be. They're, they're both uh, almost, I want to say, household names. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. But yeah, but I mean, he's always good. Like, you know, he's been making, he's been in movies for so long, like, you know, so. He was really great. And uh, as, as an example for another recent one is that um, it's called Hell or High Water. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hell or High Water. Like I love sheriff. that one, too. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a good one, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's a, a really good movie. Good crime yeah. film. Yeah. Modern Western crime film. That's uh, Chris Pine and uh, Ben Foster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a really good movie too. I'm trying to think of what's what was he? What was Jeff in the last that we've seen? I can't remember. Um, like Tron or something. I don't know what it was. Uh, good question. I remember? Yeah, but it, like you said, he's always you know he always he's always good in these movies. No matter what he's in, he just has like that good. You know. Did you ever see the fabulous Baker Boys? The one that I want to say yes, but I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. He plays like a piano player with his brother in that in that movie. It was that was a good movie too. That's probably one of my mm-hmm. other favorite ones with him. Oh, you know what was uh, one of the one of the last movies he's been in was the uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Oh yeah, I never saw that one. Was that good? It Bad. was good. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as the trailer suggested, <laughs> but didn't, it was. It was kind of a trippy theatrical experience. I didn't say. they say it was sort of like a Tarantino ripoff though? Like type thing. Uh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I I would say, yeah. in as far as kind of the, the plot devices and the, yeah, and the, and the subject like, matter and characters yeah, has some, maybe something Tarantino esque, but it yeah. it's an, I would rec- recommend watching it. It's just the, yeah. the ending kind of let me down. It it's, yeah. the movie is like a it's a lot of build up, is a lot of craziness yeah. in a good way, but in the right. end it fizzles out a little bit. I yeah, think. that stinks. And who's in that? Chris Hemsworth and some other people. Um, yeah, Hemsworth yeah. and uh, um, Dakota Johnson, I think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, who else is in it? Um, was it? Was it? Uh, I'm was trying it? to think of the of the girl who's was doing the singing because there's a really great scene in it with singing, but um, I can't remember. Um, it's one I just never. I never got around to that one. But no, you should you should watch it. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but um, on a different note, though, because because you mentioned this earlier, um, so I as much as um, Jeff Bridges, I think has kind of a pre Big Lebowski and a post Big Lebowski career. Yeah, yep. I, I also think that the Coens have a post and a pre Big Lebowski career, even though the Big Lebowski at that point it came out wasn't their big success. 
But it was yeah. kind of once they, once they had the Big Lebowski out, there was no way for them to go back on 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 let's say out of that craziness. I mean, they've tried their that's hand true. in you know, stuff that's a little bit more conventional, I think. But then they did Oh Brother, Where Art Thou after that, and that was sort of like a zany kind of yeah. And it's also and of course adventure movie. Uh, of course, as much as the Big Lebowski is yeah. kind of a weird odyssey. Yeah. Um, that was an odyssey too, though. That I was an actual be... odyssey. Yeah, it's actually based like real... on the odyssey. <laughs> yeah, they, it was based on the and, the, and they even John Goodman's character, I think, is playing like the Cyclops. He has one eye or something, you know, just a little right. odyssey. Yeah, and there's like the, um, the sirens. That's a, that's a really fun movie too, though. I love, I mean, I, I'm a big Coen Brothers fan. I love all their films. Like, you know, every, and you know, the movie that I've been watching, rewatching the most lately is, isn't the Big Lebowski. It's Burn after reading you know that one yeah it's I've interesting a lot of people don't like it i i always liked it it was smart oh my god i can re i've rewatched that so many it's such an easy movie to like it just i don't know what it is about that movie but it's just so like because it's basically about nothing it's just basically about idiots running around like if you talk about the big lebowski not really being about anything specific it's like the plot being this one is like basically it's just about a bunch of idiots running around doing crazy stuff like for the whole movie it does in it but it's like set up like a, like there's a there's like some something going on but it really isn't anything going on which is just i don't know i just thought that was hilarious so with, isn't that also something like that. that's so cohen yeah like normal yeah. average um folks being confronted with situations that are just that's really what it is they're just a bunch of like idiotic people like you know thinking they're like really smart and good and, and you know doing like you know in control of everything but they're not and they're just it just it's just hilarious the way they depict these people running around and stuff and you know i don't know you just it, it's just one of those things that i just connected with for some reason i just i, don't, I'm an, I guess i'm an idiot running around or something i don't know whether <laughs> but it's just it's just i don't know i just you cannot identify <laughs> identify with these characters or something i don't know what the hell just hilarious stuff. i have to say i was really happy it was five years ago or so whenever the um restoration of blood simple came out in theaters yeah, and that's a good movie. I I, re I watched it uh, in theaters. To, uh, I was lucky enough, but yeah. also I remember that I had seen it. I don't know when on TV at some point, but it's really it's so damn brilliant. It's yeah, I amazing. love that. That was and that was their first movie. That's a pretty awesome debut film for you know two. Oh my young god, it's so impressive, and it gets you know, just, crazier every. Yeah, I minute. love it. Yeah, I love that. It's sort of like. I always think of the the two movies together, Evil Dead and Blood Simple, because they were kind of friends. Sam, Sam Raimi and the Coen brothers were like, you know, friends back then. I think Sam Raimi even might have worked on Blood Simple a little bit. I don't know if he did some editing or something or, or vice versa. But I, I just think those debut movies are so like dynamic and, and, you know, they're just filled with so much energy. The Evil Dead and Blood Simple. I just think, you know, when I watch when I think about awesome independent movies those are the ones i think of the most i just love those they just and, they and, and you so mentioned much, you didn't you didn't so like creative. the man who wasn't there so much but yeah, I, I, I find myself going like back them. to it a lot and and of course yeah. there's there's something to it that where it just hits a weak spot that i have is for black and white movies <laughs> yeah i really uh, i that's one i i sort of like have i don't have enough i never rewatching it like the other ones i can like talk about all day but this the man who wasn't there i just don't know enough about it to even i just remember like billy bob thornton and james gandolfini and i think scarlett johansson were in it and i just didn't i don't remember the story very I much think i need to rewatch it yeah 
Yeah, it's it's about barber shops, yeah. but also like aliens or I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Re- I did, I'll have to rewatch crazy. that one. I'll have to revisit that one. And um, but I mean like Fargo. I I love that one. That's one of my most favorites. I've I've seen that so many times. Did you watch the TV I show? I didn't. I saw a little bit, a, a few episodes of the TV show, but I didn't. I didn't get into it okay. fully. Like, did yeah. you watch that a lot or? Uh, I watched all of it and. Yeah. I, I, what what I liked is that it doesn't try to copy Fargo or anything. Yeah, I it think I, it has no connection to it, but it, yeah. it uses the same kind of pre- premises and yeah. back, not not necessarily back. The tone, back, some, yeah, yeah, the tone and the premises are always yeah. similar. Right. Like there's always a some guy hopelessly uh, lost with the situation he's fa- he or she right. is faced with, or, or like small. Yeah time gangster types thinking they're so much smarter than everybody else <laughs> right yeah that's, that's and then a, stuff goes really wrong and then they're like uh, but you know a movie is good when it can like spin off like a tv show and have it be such an awesome tv show you know what i mean even though i didn't really get to see it all but true it's just you know uh, okay um uh what's your least favorite cohen least favorite um i didn't really care for that last one that uh, what was it called um Oh, crap. I can't remember the name of it. The one with the, the, the one that like takes place in Hollywood, like in the 50s or something. I oh, Hail Caesar. Yeah. Hail. I didn't really care for that one, mm-hmm. but I've seen almost all the other ones I love. I, it's just something and I didn't really care for the, uh, the the lady killers that much. The, yeah. re, the remake. I thought that that was kind of, you know, it just I liked the original a lot, but this one just I don't know. It didn't really seem like it was really, really worth doing. <laughs> it was kind of like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I feel the same. I I, I, I had seen the original probably yeah. not too long before. Yeah. And that's a good movie. You know, Tom Hanks is great, but really yeah. that was a movie that you know it wasn't necessarily to necessary yeah. to remake it. And then but I did like I did at first I didn't really like the true get true, true grit remake, but then like after after rewatching it many, many times now I think it's really a really good movie. But at first I was really like kind of against it because I just I was a big such a big fan of the original film with John Wayne. But now I kind of like it's kind of grown on me now. I kind of like that one now. Yeah, I've put it on my list of things to rewatch both yeah. the John Wayne one as well as the yeah. Cohen one. Right. And also yeah. I also didn't like Hail Caesar much. I think yeah, Hail Caesar of... makes the mistake of trying really hard to be Cohen-esque. Yeah, it's feeling at it it's trying to be real quirky like in stuff and like, you know, real goofy and weird. And, you know, it's, it's almost like becomes like too much, like, you know, it's trying too much to be like, you know, all the weird stuff in the big Lebowski or something. And it just doesn't, I don't know. I just didn't care for it. Yeah. And I think that, that that's like the counter example to what's it, the, the serious man or a, a serious, yeah, serious man, man. I, I, which, which yeah. I thought was brilliant. Yeah. And yes, it's an overlooked one probably, yeah, but I like it because of that because it's really. I mean, it, it plays a lot of, sort of know, like Jewish culture things and all. Yeah, that was it, it's it's not accessible to to a large audience probably, but I liked it because it was smart and small in its own way, kind of. Yeah, I, yeah. I I mean, I think like out of all of them, that's probably not like one of my favorites. I just you know I I, I tend to go for more of like the. The, the comedic stuff but although i love no country for old men that's probably one of my most top favorite cohen films i just i've rewatched that one a lot too i just think it's mm. brilliant brilliantly uh directed and you know written and like you know just the way the storyline is just i love i just love everything about that movie 
I just think it's great. Perfect. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And also, it's also due for a rewatch. But yeah. I also want to rewatch uh, Barton Fink because yeah, I, 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 I rewatched when I, I love yeah. uh, Miller's Crossing not too I, long ago. I love those, and, all those. And I noticed yeah. that I didn't like it as much as I liked it when I first watched them. Really? Uh, maybe, maybe because it blew yeah. my mind too much back then. And now it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I still love those. I still love Barton Fink and Miller's Crossing a lot. Those are other the two other ones I rewatch every now and then. I, I just I just like the characters and the stories a lot of those. Barton Fink is hilarious too. That's like one of those movies where it's like kind of dark, but it's like also really funny. Like uh you know the 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 guy, the writer, J.P. Mayhew or something like that, and he's he's always drinking and puking and stuff. I don't know, it just <laughs> makes me laugh my ass off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's also it's a super smart one. It might it might just, almost be too smart. I love like you know I just love the whole aspect of him trying to like come up with like a script and like you know he's stuck in that hotel and you know and then meanwhile John Goodman is like a what is he like a serial killer or something like that and he's like next door and they're like <laughs> they're, they're still friends and everything. It's just I don't know. I just love that. <laughs> it's a weird it's a cool, weird film <laughs> barton fink <laughs> you're a sick fuck fink <laughs> <laughs> i love that and, and uh, i was telling my, my, my brother the other night that when, when i was still in high school um yeah. instead of paying attention in uh, in class i was reading the the, the big Lebowski screenplay <laughs> oh, and, and of course I can I can only I can totally recommend reading that because it's so incredibly readable yeah I've because never it's read exactly that. it's exactly what we touched on uh, in the beginning um, yeah. of our conversation is these little things that you know the, the dude dialogue. comes back to yeah. and you could it all comes out of the out of the page yeah I love that it's like it's like the novelization type thing I don't know I just love the I, I guess there must be a big Lebowski novelization too somewhere, maybe maybe oh, not. I don't know. That would be funny. Oh man! So, do you want to uh, wrap up now? And uh... I think yeah, I think we touched on uh, on on uh, on the major points. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, as as one of as one of our all time favorites, it has yeah, a lot it's... of qualities that we touched on, and I think even for those listening who might not be the biggest big Lebowski <laughs> experts. Yeah. I, I certainly hope that uh, we, we triggered some we'll inspire some them interest. to watch the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I hope, I hope that's what, you know, every time we do these, these podcasts, we, we inspire people to watch some of the different stuff we've talked about. And you know that that's what, what we're kind of doing it for in a way is to like, you know, get people interested in the stuff that we like. So hopefully we'll, we'll, every single episode will be able to have that effect on everyone. And um the Big Lebowski was a good, you know, a good pick, I think, because, you know, that's we've we've we've, you know, that's sort of like a little reference movie for us. Like over the years, we always like bring it up every night and we laugh about it. And, you know, it's kind of like a yeah. little fun little film. It's so immensely quotable. Yeah, it's just endlessly quotable. And, you know, you could probably talk about it for hours and hours and hours. But this was a really good, you know, another good episode. Right. And, and yeah, well, uh, uh, the, that article I mentioned, I'll put those in the show notes. And, um, um, and yep. I think you are, you um, already hinted at one of the next uh, topics uh, of the yep. podcast. And um, another thing, I, we're going to probably be starting another, another separate podcast for the, uh, the Grindhouse database called 42nd Street Forever. I thought that would be a good idea just so we can, if we want to talk about like exploitation films and, you know, cult films of you know that 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 era we can do that on that podcast and then we'll save this one for like mainstream movies and you know stuff that's more like you know 
mainstream art house type stuff, you know? So we'll, we'll have those two different podcasts to go to. We can go flip back and forth and that, that, plenty, that should, plenty of listening material for yeah, and it'll be fun because it'll kind of give us a different, like, you know, we can have some different types of movies to talk about and have some different guests on and stuff like that and get some different points of view on them. And that'll be really a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll look forward to that too. So, and uh, I just want to say thanks for uh, joining me on this and, you know, for taking the time out and of your schedule to do these podcasts. It's, you know, it's really, it's really been fun. I've really enjoyed this. And there's nothing better than, uh, as Clarence Worley says, uh, <laughs> talk about movies and have some apple pie or whatever. I don't have any apple pie, pie here, but I did have pie. a cup of coffee before we started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been really fun, like, you know, another little project that we're working on and stuff. And uh, they're, they're doing a Spaghetti Western database podcast, too, right? Is that what it? Uh, it's not it's not uh, it's not uh, SWDB per se, but they're good friends. And uh, yeah, so kind of support uh, those guys. they have a great, yeah. great podcast. It's, it's now on every um, Saturday at noon um, Eastern. So I think it yep. should be on in a couple of minutes or so. Oh, cool. Go on the awesome. uh, Spaghetti Western or look for a Spaghetti yeah. Western podcast. Yep. And I'll be on, I'll be on as a guest, too, in the next couple of weeks, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, is there any Blu-rays that we should we should like talk about? I don't know if I don't know if there's anything special that you. Um, so have. well, I could I could say that um, uh, yesterday I did watch the Big Lebowski on the 4K Ultra HD. Oh, you did! Um, wow, and okay. it and it looked it looked great, but I have to oh. say that I don't have a 4K screen, so I, I oh, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. fully. But it still looks it. good. I mean, it, it still, still looks, looks damn good. Great. So, yeah. Um, if, if you got a chance, it comes with the Blu-ray that has all the extras on it. Right. And yeah. I, to my knowledge, also the um, um, the Blood Simple Blu-ray, while it's yep. not chock full of extras, it's also worth getting, I is think. Is that Criterion? Or is it another? Um, yeah. Well, over it here it's yeah. not, so I'm okay. not 100% sure. Okay. Um, over here it's like Studio Canal or something. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, right. Studio Canal. It's like the, yeah. Is it like from uh, Germany or France or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's probably the same um, all over Europe. Yep. We'll have to get into, like, you know, next time we do our podcast, we'll have to, like, bring up some Blu-rays that we, like, recommend and stuff. Like, you know, this time we probably, we don't have anything on the list right this time, but we'll have Absolutely. to do that. Yeah, we should get, time, you know? get into more, more Blu-ray yeah. tips for everyone. Do you have any? I think most of the Cohen movies are available on, I would say, at least okay right. Blu-rays, if not so. decent ones. Yeah. yeah, you should be have no problem getting some Cohen Blu-rays, but, but uh, do you have any... Uh, ideas for upcoming episodes that you'd want to do like any other movies that you're like really would want to talk about on the top off the top of your head i don't know if you have uh, I, th I think we're both kind of um tickled by the thought of doing an apocalypse now one yeah we have to talk about apocalypse now because that's just that's another one of those movies see what i wanted to do with the podcast is like kind of do a little bit of everything do a little so a few po real popular movies and then kind of go underneath and do like some you know stuff that's known if you're a movie geek but you know it's not like a you know big huge popular hit we'll have to talk about some like lesser known films and stuff too the stuff that just we like that we've found over the years you know that type of yeah, stuff yeah we could also we could also pick a few like um obscure things to talk right. about for that's example I'm a, I'm a big fan of anything that's like post-apocalyptic yeah um, right, so whether right, it's right. Waterworld or mad max so we could uh, we pick a few of the, pick a few of those and introduce those maybe what's maybe a few one? lesser knowns yeah. what's that one that you like the road is that what it's called with uh vigo i think 
Isn't it the it's road? Pretty, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's uh, it's it's I, not so super popular, but it's uh, right. pretty good. Yeah, I like I like a lot of those movies, too, but all that type of stuff. And then, you know, we'll have to talk about some Western sometime. You know what I mean? I know you have your your other podcast, but we got to bring up some of our favorite Westerns on some. Of Absolutely. These yeah. And, you know, and, you mentioned you mentioned Bad Company. I think yeah, we, could I do, really... we could do one kind of like a, a 70s, like post uh, post New Hollywood uh, Westerns. Yeah. A new yeah or new hollywood westerns or something like that but uh what was i gonna say um yeah we could we could definitely do that that would be a lot of fun i can bring up and defend uh, heaven's gate <laughs> oh god <laughs> heaven's gate ah oh, jesus i can't i can't go there i can't get into heaven's gate. but you know it's just i don't know that was that was a tough one because that like really brought down like the whole studio so it was like you know it's just but, yeah, I mean, but it's all the more interesting. I mean, the restoration is, of course, uh, brilliant. Isn't yeah. uh, isn't Jeff Bridges in the? In yeah, that he's also? in that one too. But uh, it's there. We go. <laughs> we'll have to. You'll have to like you explain your points on Heaven's Gate why you like it and everything because I just, challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, so we'll do that, and then you know, there's a lot of there's so much stuff that we can talk about. Then you probably want to do some John Woo, watch some John Woo films, and we'll talk about those. You know, all types of stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, I've actually recently tried. Um, filling some of my hong kong cinema gaps um yep. the, the, there's a, a british label called eureka they've started um publishing some oh yeah i heard you know, of johnny toe and ringo lamb movies yep. for example. yeah that'll, that'll be awesome so you have you have access to a lot of good stuff over there which is good so we're not going to run out of subjects, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. So, and, and we also, of course, uh, um, wherever you, you you listen to this podcast uh, out there, do send us your comments, your thoughts, your feedback. Yeah. Um, we, we're only beginners, but uh, so we appreciate uh, feedback. And I, I just got to say thanks to everyone for listening and taking the time. And uh, we hope you'll keep following us and uh, you know celebrate the films with us and you know get get these out there. But we've had a great time so far. So. And I think each each one will get better because we'll we'll be more relaxed and more comfortable with you know what what we're discussing. So yeah, know. we'll 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 surely um, find some interesting special guests right. to bring on the show. Yeah, that's another aspect that we can work on too. So okay, so this has been the Furious Cinema Podcast. I'm Pete Roberts, and uh, I'm with Sebastian Hazelbeck, my co-host. It was a pleasure. Um, have a great weekend, everyone, and thanks for listening. Okay, we'll see you next time. And that's that.